Matthew, uh, Cody Davis said last night that the guys have been uh, walking around campus looking for the Matthew Slater statue at uh, at UCLA, and and uh, Nikhil said he wants to hear some old stories about it. Has it been fun for you to be on campus? And in some ways, has it been a little bit disappointing to be there because you can't have the sort of nostalgia experience you might have that if there wasn't a uh, pandemic going on? Yeah, those guys have been giving me a hard time all week. Uh, you know, it's been great to be back here. Uh, this this place means so much to me for so many reasons. Uh, but I truly believe some of my most important formative years happened at this university. And that was, you know, when I say that, I mean well beyond what happened on the football field. I think you know, I came in here a 17-year-old kid and I left with a, a better idea of who I was as a man and, and what I wanted to stand for and represent. So thankful for the time here. It is unfortunate. I think the most disappointing thing for me is not being able to see my mom, my dad, and my brother. But, you know, that's just the world we're living in right now. And we're all just taking it one day at a time. Have you been able to to, to walk around the campus all just to see buildings where you may have had classes or your dorms or, or some things is, is, has that made you nostalgic? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've taken a couple strolls. Uh, around campus i forgot how much walking you have to do here there's there's a lot of a lot of space to cover but um it, it has brought back a lot of good memories text some old buddies from from college send them a couple pictures so it's uh you know i'm thankful for this time to be back here was there one thing you wanted to make sure you saw uh powell library that's like the main library here spent a lot of time in there and then obviously the football facilities, uh, you know, they've changed a, a great deal since I left here. So it's been cool to just be around and see the new facilities. And, you know, it's exciting. It's an exciting time for UCLA, new athletic director, a lot of change. So it's an exciting time. Thank you. Max Cerullo followed by Evan Lazar. Hey, Matthew, how's it going? I'm well, how are you? Doing good. Uh, just, you know, wanted to just ask uh, to, about this past weekend's performance on special teams. Uh, you guys across the board had, a, you know, one of the you know, be best days we've seen from you in a while. Um, and it struck me just, uh, you know, the Patriots have a, a bunch of really strong special teams players, you know, more so than I'd say probably most teams do in terms of the number of you know, guys who contribute primarily on special teams. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on just what it means that the Patriots invest so heavily in the position and for you guys to collectively have the performance you did this weekend. Yeah, certainly. I think Coach Belichick has always put a premium on having guys that can contribute at a high level in the kicking game. And I think this year, um, as much as we have any other year, we have guys that are really able to be dominant in that phase of the game. Um, between Justin and Cody, you have two guys with so much experience doing it at a high level for a long time, having a lot of success in this league, and they have such a great understanding of the game. So the two of those guys, they spend a lot of time com committed to what we do, and then I think from there it filters on down through the ranks. And what's been really cool this year is just to see different guys step up. Obviously, uh, Gunner and what he's done has been fantastic, and we're not really – all that surprised by that, but you know, to see a guy like Jason McCourty be so unselfish and go out there and play punt return, kick return, or punt return and uh, and kick off, and the, you know, have a young player like 
Miles Bryant come out and contribute, and you know Chase Winovich, who's playing a lot of defense, playing. So it's different guys stepping up, but it's really a culture that's in place. And you know, we're I'd say the only thing is we're disappointed that we haven't performed at that level earlier, but we're certainly excited to be playing well now, and hopefully we can continue it to the finish line. Thank you. Next question, Evan Lazar, followed by Chris Ryan. Hey, Matthew, how are you doing? I'm well, Evan. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, two new guys to your special teams unit and uh, Dante Moncrief. And I guess Rashad Berry's probably been with you all year, but I uh, made two key blocks on that gunner touchdown. And I was just wondering what you've seen out of those two guys. Yeah, you know, with Dante, he's just a, he's got a, a unique skill set. He's got great size and he can run. And he has an understanding of the game. I mean, he's played in the kicking game in this league. He's an experienced player. I think a lot of us think of him as a receiver for what he's done on the offensive side of the ball. But he's been really excited to contribute. You know, we gave him a chance to return kicks. He made a play the, the first week. Last week, you know, he comes in and understands what we're trying to do conceptually in the return game and executes it to a T on Gunner's touchdown. So he's been a pro. Um, we're fortunate to have guys like that that can give us depth in so many different ways and uh he's been he's been really great to work with and he's from mississippi that's like my second home state so i love those mississippi guys um and then you know brother barry has been has been fantastic just as a young player what you ask for from young young players is just to be eager to learn eager to improve and uh contribute in any way possible and that's exactly what he's done he's been willing to be involved in the kicking game from the day he got here. He kind of provides us with that size role where you need, you know, we all, we can't have a bunch of me, Justin and Cody's. We got to have some big guys that can go out there and, and be physical. And he's done a great job of that. And, uh, you know, he keeps getting better every week. So it's great to have those pieces. They're great uh, complimentary pieces to what we're trying to do uh, as a unit. And, uh, they're, they're all doing a great job right now. On, on Gunner's touchdown, I was watching Coach Belichick break it down uh, on Patriots.com just now, and he, he was just saying how you guys kind of showed like you were going to rush and then kind of uh, you know dropped out of it sort of with you and, and uh, Dante. And I was just wondering, that intricate of a return, um, does that you know kind of speak to just how much you guys practice you know special teams and, and stuff like that to be able to execute something that kind of complex in a game? Yeah, I would say so. Um, and in the meeting room, too, I think we spent a lot of time between Cody, Justin, and myself. We spent a lot of time just talking through the game plan with Cam and Joe, trying to make sure we're on the same page. Uh, there was a lot of communication involved with that return. I mean, there were several different variables depending on what they did. And we were able to communicate and execute it on the fly. And I think that speaks to uh, the way our coaches have us prepared to go out there and execute every Sunday. And it's great to go out and, and be able to do it in the game. And then, you know, tip the cap to Gunner because ultimately he made the decisions and made the run and, and got it done. Thanks, Matthew. Next question, Chris Ryan, followed by Dan Roach. Hey, Matthew, I kind of wanted to build upon that and the role that the meeting room plays in in special teams um, because it seemed like on that play, you guys had seen something in the Chargers where you decided what you wanted to do. You kind of set the block there. How much does the meeting room play in, in special teams? How much more, perhaps, than people think that it does? 
It's huge. Uh, I think for me, the last four or five years, being able to really deep dive into what we're doing schematically, talking about adjustments, uh, it's huge. And to have that dialogue with Cam and Joe is fantastic. Uh, you know, have a guy like Cody, who's such a cerebral pr- player, come in and give us a fresh perspective. And then a guy like Justin, who's pretty much seen and done everything, it allows for some great dialogue in the meeting room. I mean, it may take us 15 minutes to go through you know, one play because of all the dialogues that, that is involved. Um, you know, ultimately, obviously, we're players and, and Cam is going to do what he, he sees fit. But the meeting room is where it starts. If you don't have a plan when you go out on the field, you're just hoping to have success. Uh, when you go out there and you're prepared, you feel confident that you can have success. And that's kind of been the case for us since I've been here. The meeting room has been a, a, a huge cornerstone for what we do on special teams. You've been in kind of a must-win mode now for the last few weeks. Is there something different, though, about you know, December football against a high-quality opponent like the, the Rams at 8-4? and four? And is this kind of what gets your blood still, still going, these types of games? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, they all get my blood going, Chris. They all get my blood going. They never get old. It'll be preseason scrimmage. But uh, certainly, I mean, this time of year, everything on the line, playing against a great team, this is what you work for all year. Um, you only have so many opportunities to play in games like this. And, and these are the make-or-break games that kind of define your season. And, you know, we'll be known for how we responded and, and played in games like these. That, that'll be what the, the 2020 team is known for. So uh, we're all excited. You know, we're trying to get – we're scrambling because it's a Thursday night game, but we're trying to get prepared and ready to go. And we know – we're going to be in a slugfest on Thursday night. Thanks. Next question, Dan Roach, followed by Manuk Akopian. Hey, Matthew, how are you doing? I'm well, Dan. How are you? Good, thanks. Have you been wearing your varsity jacket around the campus as you go about your, your days here? <laughs> the guys are giving me a hard time. I'm, I bust out a new UCLA shirt like every day. <laughs> they give me a hard time. I saw Coach Belichick address the, the team, the football team. Did you address the, the football team at all while you were here? No, I didn't get a chance to, um, you know, got to meet with some of the staff. You know, with COVID, I haven't been able to see any of the kids or anything like that. But it's great. I know as, as an alum, I appreciate Coach taking the time to to speak to our kids. I hope that they they were tuned in and gleaning as much as possible because that's the best teacher in the history of the, the game. So I, I hope they I hope they were paying attention. And then finally, uh, I know you said it was disappointing that you couldn't see your family, obviously, but to be in the place where your dad basically, you know, made his name as far as being a Hall of Famer on that football field and you being at UCLA, how special is it for you and your family? And just kind of, especially as you're older in the game now where you can appreciate these types of things. Yeah, it means a great deal. Um, You know, I think of what my dad did here professionally and how well he represented our family name and, you know, this could be the last time a Slater plays football in L.A. So we're, we're certainly aware of that, and, and we appreciate uh, this opportunity. Um, what a joy it's been for me to represent my dad uh, and carry on, you know, his legacy as best I can. But, you know, the game of football has been great to us, and we're very aware of that. We're very thankful for all the experiences, all the relationships 
everything that this game has brought us. And certainly when you think about Los Angeles, it's a special place to my family and I. You know, my parents came here in 1976, uh, fresh out of college, never had never lived outside the state of Mississippi. And, you know, they came here and, and my dad found a way to to do something very, very special. And we're, we're so thankful for that. And uh, we appreciate football in L.A., no question. Final two questions will be Manuka Kopian and Doug Tide. Hey, Matthew. As a leader of the team, you've spoken publicly in support of Berzhnajari and social justice cause following the recent war involving Armenia. What did you think of your fellow team captain, Cam Newton, and the leadership he showed sporting Berge's My Cause, My Cleat Shoes during his post-game interview on CBS? Oh, wow. Well, I, didn't, I did not know that he did that, but I think that that's fantastic. And, you know, I, what's going on in Armenia right now is just so, so tragic. It's so sad when you think of needless loss of life. Certainly, I don't want to, you know, put myself on a political scene, but uh, it's just sad. I mean, when you, when you talk about lives lost. So, but I think Cam representing bears and his calls and what's going on in Armenia right now is huge. Um, yeah, I think it speaks to how we've always approached this thing. And that's as a family that 2020 has presented a number of challenges for all of us, you guys included. And I think for us, the key to making it to this point has just been sticking together, supporting each other, trying to learn, trying to listen and trying to love. And I think that's at the root of what bears is trying to do. Um, we understand that, um, you know, more love, treating people the right way, understanding our common our common bond, which is humanity. And, uh, you know, I appreciate Cam going out there and representing Bears. And last one from me. Uh, Coach Belichick has also spoken publicly regarding that situation in Armenia in support of his right-hand man. What has Bears Najarian meant to you, the fabric of the franchise, and instilling that Patriot way that you're talking about? Yeah, you know, he's a guy that kind of gets glossed over you know, his job is not, you know, high profile. It's not a glamorous role, but he serves everyone in this building. Um, day in and day out, he's asked to do a thousand tasks, and he just does them. He does them quietly, and he does them with a smile on his face. And I, I personally am appreciative of Bears' friendship. He's been a, a big supporter of mine. He's given me a lot of, you know, love and confidence over the years. And to work alongside him for 13 years has been great. And it's also been great to have him open up about something like this and learn about his family, learn about their history in Armenia. Um, you know, it really means a great deal. And uh, certainly thankful that uh, I have the relationship that I do with Bear. Thank you, Matthew. And welcome back to LA. Thank you very much. Last question will be Doug Kite. Hey, Matthew, uh, you were talking about Rashad earlier, and Bill was talking about um, Sony playing on special teams, and uh, it made me think that you guys have lost a lot of those bigger players on special teams over the last few years, and Brandon Bolden, Rex, and Shalik this season, uh, Brandon King, Brandon Copeland, probably a few other Brandons that I haven't mentioned. Um, how difficult has it been to to adjust with that and maybe have guys like Chase or Sony who might be not be as experienced filling in on some of those roles? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, those roles are so important. I think 
a lot of times when you think of the kicking game, you think of guys, you know, the Justin Bethels, the Cody Davises, the guys running down with speed and making things happen and disrupting plays. But to have those size roles is so huge. Uh, what Brandon King has done for us over the course of his career, what Brandon Bolden has done for us over the course of his, his career, it, you just can't, you can't appreciate it enough. Because because of the different body types that play in the kicking game, uh, it makes it challenging when you don't have those size guys um, and, and guys that have great understanding of what we're trying to do conceptually. So shout out Double B and BK. We miss those guys. Uh, but certainly, I mean, it's been all hands on deck. And a guy like Chase has been very unselfish. Just whatever you need me to do, coach, put me in. Sony the same way. Sony's excited to be out there playing in the kicking game, excited to be a part of Gunner's big return. So we're thankful that those guys are up for the challenge. We're, we're catching them up to speed, especially Sony, as quickly as we can. But thankfully for us, uh, they're students of the game, and they've enjoyed the process. And it allows us to do more schematically. I mean, when you play a team like we did last week in, in L.A. that has a lot of size, you need those big guys. And there'll be other weeks where you need more skill guys, but but that's the, the nature of the NFL, and those roles are huge, and, and we appreciate everybody that's stepping up right now to do what we need to get done. Thank you. Matthew, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, everyone. That will conclude today's media. Thanks, guys.